If you're trying to attract new business, to uh, draw those people in, rather than directly using that sales approach, which can work sometimes if someone's got a, a big enough demand for your product or service, but a we found a much more effective approach is to, is to draw them in with something that's entertaining and interesting to watch. So where should the line be drawn between marketing that entertains and marketing that sells? And can there be a crossover between the two? In this episode of the podcast, we're exploring a concept often referred to as advertainment. And I'm bringing back a guest that was first on the podcast over 150 episodes ago. Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, my friend, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm really glad you're here. If this is your first time here, I'd love you to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes as they release. And if you've listened for a while now, you're awesome. It's great to have you as part of the Engage Video Marketing community. Before we get into today's show, I want to share with you something that is coming up very soon. If you haven't already heard, coming up very soon at the end of the month in September 2020, it's the YouTube Marketing Summit brought to you by our friends over at Social Media Examiner. Over the course of the week, starting September 28th, 2020, you'll have the chance to learn how to grow your business using the power of YouTube. You'll be learning from myself, along with 11 other video marketing pros, such as Tim Schmoyer, Daryl Eaves, Roberto Blake, Brett Curry, Salma Jaffrey, and a bunch of others. Now, this virtual summit is the best way to finally get YouTube working for your business. Remember, YouTube is not just for YouTubers. It is a powerful platform to grow your business and the YouTube Marketing Summit will help you do just that. So grab your ticket now before prices rise soon at engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS. That's engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS for YouTube Marketing Summit. I'll see you at the summit. Okay, so advertainment, what does this mean? And what does it mean for your marketing strategy or for work that you can potentially do with your clients? Well, my guest today was first on the show all the way back in July, 2017, all the way back in episode seven of the podcast. And now I'm bringing him back over 150 episodes later because I've been seriously impressed and enjoyed more than a few laughs at some of the recent places that I've been seeing him and his team showing up online through video. And I absolutely know that you want to hear what he has to say today. So my guest today is Dan Knowlton. Now, Dan is a UK-based digital and social media marketing expert who has grown his company, Knowlton, into a multi-award-winning business that has worked with the likes of FIFA, Wall, Nestle, Citibank, Eurotunnel, and Boston Consulting Group. In addition to running Knowlton, Dan's also known for giving his best insights away on stages around the world. Dan is a legend and some of the work that he's been doing 
in his agency at Knowlton over there in Kent in the United Kingdom is seriously inspiring. And I know that you guys are going to love diving into exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it for their clients. And I'm not going to give much more away. Let me introduce you now to Dan Knowlton from Knowlton. Dan Knowlton, welcome back to the podcast. Good. It's good to be back, Ben. It's really good to be back. We were saying, how long ago was it? Was it 2017 we last spoke on this podcast? Yes, we were chatting before we hit record and you were on episode seven of the podcast back when it was the Engage With Story podcast. And that was in July 2017. So time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, that is crazy. That seems so long ago now. And you have gone on from what was in your parents' uh, parents' <laughs> house in a home office, um, yeah. and now you've you've basically branched out. You're in your own space. You're in a groovy, funky looking office. You've had kids. With the world is your oyster, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So much has happened. We could spend hours catching up, but for the benefits of yeah. our listeners that haven't come across you before and and particularly haven't seen any of your video content online, can you mm. tell us who is Dan Knowlton? What's your story and what do you guys do today at Knowlton? Sure. So um, I run a digital and social media marketing agency called Knowlton with my brother and co-founder Lloyd Knowlton. And we work with brands to produce creative social media marketing campaigns that drive trackable sales. Um, I also, uh, pre-COVID, was speaking at various events around the world. I spoke on the same stage as you, Ben, at Social Media Marketing World in March. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Well, we are going to dive yeah. deeper into some of that today. And for those people, like I said, who haven't come across any of your content, whether it be on LinkedIn or Facebook, I mean, for me, what prompted me to reach out to you and get you back on the show is lately, I've seen both yourself and your brother Lloyd showing up in video in various ways on various platforms, wearing <laughs> all sorts of wigs and gaudy, <laughs> crazy t-shirts and fake moustaches and scary clown mm. outfits. And what's with that? What's going on? You're making it sound really weird, Ben, but there's, there is a lot of strategy behind this, which I'm sure we're going to unpack in this session. Um, but um, so look, because Lloyd and I are brothers, we are classic brothers and we have a lot of fun together and our whole business is built around having fun and uh, a good environment to work in and we love creating videos that are fun and entertaining um thinking back i think the first the first we're six years into our business now the first four years of us when we were in our parents back room was just figuring out what on earth we're doing how we're adding value for clients making loads of mistakes and the last two years or 18 months has really been us we found our groove and we're now sort of scaling up and building our team out and the first kind of entertaining video we did, I think was probably about four years ago. Um, we did like a, li a little sketch. Um, I think it was sort of poking fun at networking. And um, that was the first, and it got a really good traction for us. And it was kind of when we were out actually networking and meeting other businesses, people were, that was the thing they spoke about. And that was the first real sign for us that creating entertaining content actually gets people talking. That was kind of the first sign. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So for, I mean, most businesses, when they're thinking about using video to promote what they do, regardless of the type of business that they are, they're thinking of creating video that's kind of promotional, you know, based on mm. what it is that they do, or maybe it's a how-to education mm. kind of content. Where do you see the value in 
entertaining content when it comes to there is an underlying benefit of promoting a business, right? But where do you see entertainment fitting in this space? Yeah, look, I, I totally am on board with all of those types of content that you've mentioned because to get to where we are, we still use those types of content. Um, but where entertainment fits in is if you think about why people are on social media, what they're on there to do, they're not on there to be sold to. You know, it's annoying getting people trying to sell you stuff. They're on there to connect with friends and family, to for escapism, you know, to get away from their real life world. They want to go on there to consume interesting, fun content. So if you're trying to attract new business, to uh, draw those people in, rather than directly using that sales approach, which can work sometimes if someone's got a, a big enough demand for your product or service, but a we found a much more effective approach is to, is to draw them in with something that's entertaining and interesting to watch. So that was our first, when we first started doing this, we, we've developed this kind of entertaining content concept over the years. But the first thing we did was just create entertaining content. It didn't have any strategic focus. It was more kind of just um, making people laugh, was funny, but there was no real benefit to our business. Well, there was a benefit to our business. It was drawing people in, but it wasn't help selling our product or service. Yeah. Over the years, we've started to develop a much more strategic approach where we create entertaining, fun content, but it's it's uh, it helps sell our business as well. There's very there's key messages throughout the structure of the videos that we produce that help overcome customer objections and help communicate the benefits of working with us. So that's where we are now. Okay, cool. I love that you mentioned that because I think for many people that are thinking about creating, you know, entertaining content, humorous content they're probably not making that connection, right? The, the mm. immediate thing would be, well, how is that going to help our business? You know, how funny is cat that? videos. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, just, what's that do for, you know, post a funny cat video, that gets loads of fun and entertainment. What does that do for your business? Yeah, well, they might see it, you know, akin to, you know, posting a, a photo of, you're cutting a birthday cake with all the staff around on social media, you know, just showing that mm. you've got a lighthearted kind of friendly. We're so fun. Yeah, we're so fun <laughs> here. Um, so I think people, that's probably where they would immediately go when you're thinking about this entertaining or funny content. But mm. can you unpack a bit further for us how you uh, kind of connect the dots between entertainment and I guess ROI or, or the bottom line of moving the needle for your business? Yeah. So the first thing is to uh, understand who you're trying to convince to do something. Because every, like, like the traditional, who's your target market? But it's so, so key because through, through this entertaining content, you need to communicate um, things that tap into, that are relatable to that specific person. So it's so crucial to know who that is. So I'll give, I'll give you a bit of an example as we go through this. Um, so for us, our target market, our key target market, the people we really want to work with are, are marketing teams from brands, from big mm -hmm. brands. Um, you know, ideally people further up the food chain, head of marketing, CMO, but we, we also want to reach out to marketing managers um, and that kind of thing because they still have an impact on, you know, if they see something really interesting that relates to them, they could comment on it and then that could help reach or, or tell their um managers about it and that kind of thing. So, so we know we want to appeal to marketing managers, head of marketing, people in marketing at big brands. So then you can start to work backwards. You can start to think, right, what's relatable to those people? What situations, what scenarios could we 
communicate in a video that they would watch and they would say, oh, I know when that happens. Oh, I could, that, that's so, you know, that's so funny. I can relate to that. It's those nuances. That's the next stage, developing concepts that we know will tap into. So for example, we've just, there's, there's a variety I could share with you on my LinkedIn. People can go and look at examples. But the recent one we did was um, the life of a marketing manager. So we thought about, uh, you know, that's our key target market. We want to attract those people. What situations will they understand? And because we're, we're in the marketing space, we get the, the different nuances. So we tapped into um, kind of the, the situation where a marketing manager is trying to convince their boss that it's a good idea to invest in video and social media. And their boss is sort of saying, oh, I know someone that will do it. And it, it, we know that that would relate to them. So we, we create this entertaining video concept that relates to them, but also as part of the script development throughout that, we do kind of sketch-based content. There's a variety of ways you can do this. Through the skip script development of that content, we, we put in elements where I am in the video and I am saying, oh, but you should work with Nolton because they've got case studies showing that they can do Develop, uh, they can deliver five to 16 times return on ad spend. And like it's, it's throwing in what we like to call those light bulb moments where someone's watching something fun, but then you actually throw in a bit of a sales message and they think, oh, that's interesting. So another one we've done, the, the kind of light bulb moments is we produce videos that are probably these sketches are between four and seven minutes. About five minutes in, um, as part of another sketch we've done, you know, I, I'm there saying... Um, you know, you should work with Nelton. They produce entertaining sketches that will make you watch for at least five minutes like you're doing now. And I look at the camera like, like you're watching this advert for our business now. And it gets people thinking, wow, this is an advert for a company and I'm watching it and loving it. Um, so that's, that's the kind of process you go through. Who, who are you targeting? What's relatable to them? And then developing a script for a video that taps into that relatable situation, but also adds those light bulb moments of selling your products and service in an entertaining way. Yeah, I love that. And I love that idea of, I guess what you're doing there is like breaking the, the fourth wall of, and making people kind of come out of the entertainment and into that rational brain of like, oh, I see what they're doing there. And yeah. then you're actually kind of, they feel like that they're, you know, experiencing what you as a business can do for them, which, I mean, that's, that's genius, right? But I think, yeah. you know, in your case, obviously you're using, you're kind of eating your own cooking, right? Whatever. There's various mm. ways of saying that you're yeah. kind of, you're kind yeah. of demonstrating what you can do for people through the mm. content that you're creating. Can you yeah. share an example of how this same concept, this same approach can work when the message is not, you can use video in this way? Like, yeah. that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, we've, you know, that, the example I shared is just how we do it, but we do, we do this for clients. So we team up this creative, um, uh, entertaining content with paid ads to drive trackable sales through paid social media ads. So one example is um, we worked with uh, a global personal care brand focused around male grooming, and we developed um, a variety of pieces of content, but the top kind of um, entertaining piece of content was uh, was we had a lead character which was a, a very manly man and we built out a set in his man cave and there's a number of different scenes and things that happen throughout that that entertaining piece of content that um, uh, tap into the kind of manly oh I'm a man and things that happen uh, in that if you're like a, a man and um, also uh, cleverly communicating the, the benefits of their, their flagship pro product, which we were promoting. So 
yeah, the, yeah. So we go through these different scenes with the the lead character, and it was it was like a six minute video, and that was the kind of uh, top of funnel piece of content that draws people in. And we we literally had we've got a case study on our website with if you look at the comments on the ad, it's people saying, "Wow, this is the most entertaining ad I've ever seen. I can't believe I've watched this for six minutes." And it's those kind of when you start to see your customers not only showing that positive sentiment, as in like, "Wow, I'm watching an advert and loving it." but also driving trackable sales. So for that individual campaign, we generated 9.19 return on ad spend. So for every pound we invested in ads, the client got £9.19 of trackable sales back. Um, so that, that's one example of how we've done it. We're also currently actually, this is why there's loads of boxes behind me if you're seeing this on a video. Um, we're currently planning a really exciting project for a Whole Foods, uh, a big Whole Foods brand. Um, where we have got uh, a lead character who's a lady and we've got all these different interesting things happening. Like we're next week, we're doing a skydive and we're pushing her out of a plane, um, which sounds which sounds crazy, but uh, there's all these different scenes again. But the reason we're pushing out her, out, her out of a plane is to communicate that the company cares about their employees because the sketch kind of shows this lady in her coffee break with her colleagues saying yeah i think i could do a skydive and then it's the, the voiceover is like we care about our employees so we let them do what they want and we like then it cuts to a scene of her being her being pushed out of plane and there's all these various things there's an opera singer in there being pulled along by a jet ski but it's it's, it's creating these really interesting scenes that aren't just funny haha like a cat video but actually communicate benefits and help overcome objections so yeah there's a couple of examples cool. Well, I can't wait to see that campaign. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I definitely feel that there are going to be businesses out there that align with what you're saying, that get it and (laughs) throw themselves at it. And maybe it's a a matter of, you know, brand personality and things like that. But Mm. what would you say to someone listening who's in a business that's saying to themselves, look, we can't do something like this. We we can't be entertaining. We can't be funny. That's just not us. Yeah. Is that true? Got it. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a number of different answers to this. So firstly, um, uh, like for example, the example I shared with you, the personal care brand, that company, if you look at previously, all of their marketing is very serious and is very, uh, th- their brand is very serious. But when, when this is done in the right way, you can, you know, you don't want to be for example, they pushed us back with a number of our, with a script, with a number of quite crude things we wanted to put in because, you know, there's a line that, that aligns with the brand voice. And, and this other campaign with the skydiving that I've just mentioned, um, they're very, the original concept we pitched uh, involved tanks and shooting stuff and blowing up sheds. But they, they came back saying, we're, our brand is kind of more eco-friendly and this doesn't quite align. So we had to go back to the drawing board with some of our ideas. It would have been fun to um, film though, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're trying to push. But um, but no, so, so firstly, when it's done in the right way, even if you're not a fun, entertaining company and you think you're very potentially mundane, um, if it's done in the right way and the script is right, you, you can be fun and entertaining. It just, it's just the level that you do that. that, that that's the first point. Secondly, if you're in a company and, you know, I'm talking about big productions here, but talking about smaller scale videos, if you're in a company or you're a company owner and you're thinking, I'm not funny, I'm not entertaining, you know, firstly, don't force it. 
don't what you don't want to do is just try and suddenly be the funny guy or girl when you're not funny or entertaining that that really wouldn't work but maybe looking internally in your company there could be you know people within your company who are actually quite fun and entertaining that you could bring in uh, as someone else to create some content you could do some interviews you could you know for example my Lloyd and I set up our business anchors podcast and we just chat to each other about interesting things. So, you know, you could bring in the entertaining person and you two could chat about certain topics and produce a podcast and video it and that kind of thing. Um, but also you don't, you know, this isn't for everyone as well. If you are a very serious company and you don't want to be fun and entertaining, don't be fun and entertaining. This is just one route to that we've mastered to generate trackable sales and build awareness and build your brand. There's loads of other ways to do it yeah. <laughs> um, that aren't as fun and entertaining, but this is an approach we found really does work, especially on social media. Do you think this idea of advertainment or entertaining marketing is synonymous with humor? Does it need to be funny? Or no. can you create entertaining content without going down the humor path? No. And I'll share another project we're working on to prove that. Okay. <laughs> so um, we are, um, we're working with a personal, care, like a, a, a live-in care company. So they provide carers for elderly people within, uh, within their homes rather than them having to go to a care home. And we've developed this whole emotive we've we've actually shot it already and edited it it's a really cool video it's like an emotive video where it tells the story of an elderly person who kind of was struggling at home and then this carer came in and uh, it shows different scenes of of how the 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 elderly person's life is starting to sort of change with this carer coming in and i watched the first draft uh, the first edit the other day and I kind of felt myself welling up a bit watching it because it was sort of like you know when you get that kind of warm like when you watch a Christmas ad or something you, uh, you know you get that kind of warm fuzzy feeling so it doesn't necessarily have to be haha entertaining but it needs to trigger some kind of emotion yeah I think that's what it that's a better phrase for it emotion triggering marketing because yeah it doesn't have to, I mean personally I we I love making entertaining funny haha uh, ad campaigns, but emotive ones work just as well. I think, um, emotion and for people listening to this podcast, they probably understand the role of emotion in marketing at the top of the funnel, right? Um, for awareness, for reaching cold audiences and engaging with them emotionally. And then hopefully they come into your marketing funnel and eventually buy from you. You talk about this idea of trackable sales and ROI mm. from your entertainment content can you talk us through you did touch on this before but maybe if you can break it down a bit more around how do you connect the dots between top of funnel emotional stuff down to mm. sales yeah so we break it down into three stages so the top of funnel is where we'd be producing these bigger advertainment emotion triggering entertaining whatever you want to call it pieces that draw people in and drive a message home that um at the top of the funnel once we get people who are showing interest in that we can then start to remarket to them with middle of funnel consideration content which is ultimately content that is uh, a number of things overcoming objections so thinking about if someone's potentially wanting to buy my product or service, what objections are they going to be having? For example, with a product company we've worked with, with the personal care brand, they had a product that promised a number of things, promised a certain battery life, 
promised a certain level of quality. We produced uh, um, experiments that demonstrated that they deliver on that promise. Um, other things like trust. How can you start to build trust at the, when someone's considering becoming a customer? Again, with that example, with the, with the Whole Foods example, we're doing um, uh, testimonial unboxings with people. So people are user-generated content at home saying, I've just been sent these products, I'm gonna test them out. They say that they're this, this, and this, let's see if they are. And then they're saying, oh, they are. Um, you know, in a natural way. Um, so that's kind of middle of funnel content, helping overcome any barriers and also communicate benefits of the product service to nudge them further down that decision-making process. And then the bottom of, uh, bottom of funnel content is um, really when someone's shown a lot of interest, it could be, you know, they've even gone on the site and added the product to the basket, but haven't checked out yet. And it's nudging them to take that final step and say, hey, the product's in the basket, go and buy it. And something quite clever that we found really works is uh, when we're shooting these big uh, advertisement awareness pieces, we we use the same characters. For example, in this yeah. Whole Foods one, there's there's about five characters, or maybe more, five to five to ten uh, actors in there playing different roles. We utilize those actors to be to be creating content in the middle of the funnel. So, for example, um, again, this Whole Foods example. Uh, we've got one of the things we're communicating, the points we're communicating is that they are um, eco-friendly and they're working towards 100% compostable packaging. Um, so but we do that by communicating, uh, showing uh, someone in the sea with loads of plastic hanging off them to communicate one of their competitors just chucking plastic everywhere. Um, and it's like having a standalone clip of, of her with plastic on her saying, we care about you, which is why we don't put loads of plastic in the sea. And it's having those characters throughout each of those stages to uh, to, to remind people um, to, that it's the same kind of company and the same message throughout. I love that. You're really allowing that campaign to take people on a journey through their whole journey to, to buy from that from that product or, or that service. And um, mm. I think that that idea of particularly in social media campaigns, retargeting campaigns, what you you need to do is to kind of hook that audience's attention in the first seconds. And by mm. using the power of like recall from those, yes, those entertaining it, stories <laughs> that they've had, right? Yeah, I was lost for the word too, but it just came to yeah, me. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> in my head. But yeah, I think that's really powerful, right? Because if they've enjoyed mm. that story, they've had a laugh or they've felt emotion, when that character mm. pops up, even if it's a more direct response kind of a message in that video, they're going to stop because they're like, they've got that affinity with that character, right? So yeah. I think that's super smart. I love that. Yeah. And what, what ties this all together, because that's one element of all this, all of that content production maps to the decision-making process of a customer to take them on that journey. What then ties this all together is... Uh, and what allows you to track the revenue generated is the paid social ads. So you can literally track someone who's seen X ad, gone to a website and spent money on your website and you can track all of that. That's how we've, we, we, we can produce these case studies and demonstrate to a client, look, this is what this advertising is generating you because it's all completely trackable, which is amazing for us. <laughs> yeah, <And then>. absolutely. <laughs> Let me ask you and... Don't 
give away your secrets here, but I'm sure you probably have opportunities where um, or you're in the position where you're pitching these kind of an approach or these kind of campaigns to clients and and they're just pushing back. It, maybe it's risky mm-hmm. or they've never done something like this before. Mm-hmm. I know that there are a number of uh, video producers who listen to this podcast who probably would love to kind of stretch their creative muscles mm-hmm. on campaigns mm-hmm. like this, um, but probably are having trouble selling it to the <laughs> client. So how do you overcome some of those objections or those pushbacks from the clients who are unsure? Sure. So a couple of things. So, so the first, the first point the, the ideal thing, which is what we do now is to, is to uh, present case studies showing the trackable ROI. That, yeah. That's the best approach because look at this other client, this other brand that looks like you, look what we've done. That's the, the easiest sell. <laughs> but if you're a video producer and you haven't done this before, you won't have those case studies, which is where we were when we started doing this. Yeah. So the way we got around that was to uh, test it on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it was to produce entertaining advertisement content and demonstrate um, uh, like the engagement we were getting online and the, the the types of feedback we were getting back from people saying, wow, this is so fun, entertaining. And, and, and also, so there's two things. Thirdly, start with uh, probably a smaller project. So I mentioned this project we're doing now with skydiving and, and a big crew to produce this big entertainment piece. You know, we didn't start off doing that. We started off doing much smaller productions. Um, you know, you could even uh, have you utilize people in your, in your, uh, team to produce entertaining content. Um, so start small and start to build up. Don't go in for the, the, the big production of, yeah, we can do all these things. If you haven't got examples of how it can generate trackable results prior to that. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And obviously, as I said before, you guys are drinking your own Kool-Aid or eating your own cooking or whatever the saying is because, (laughs) and it must work for you, right? Because I see you guys continuing to reinvest your time into campaigns of this nature for Knowlton, for your, for yourself. Right. And so obviously you're you're getting results, right? For yourself. Yeah. And what it, exactly. Yeah. And, And what it does for us, because we're producing this style of content, we're actually attracting the types of companies we want to work with. You know, you mentioned like mm-hmm. trying to convince a company to do this. What we're actually finding is we, we're having companies who are all of our, all of our marketing's inbound. We don't do any outbound marketing to try and call you or target people directly. We, we put everything out to the world and attract opportunities and we're, we're attracting much higher quality opportunities that are, have already qualified themselves to want to work with us. Um, so yeah, I'd say make sure you're um, make sure you're drinking your own Kool Aid, whatever you, the way you want to put it, <laughs> to yeah. to communicate and attract. You know, and and if you're if you're a video company and you're not into, you don't want to be doing this. You know, if you want to be doing uh, high quality talking head videos, make sure you're producing high quality talking head videos for your company because that's the type of client you want to attract. So, I really think it's it's crucial to be demonstrating that you drink your own Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> like that I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I see that time and time again with, with video production companies that I coach and work with as well as they're, they're not even using video strategically and effectively on their yeah. own website and social media. So that's a, a very solid and important reminder for, for those listening that, that maybe are starting to think, Hmm, Dan's onto something there. Yeah. And I do think it's, it's tough because you, you get busy with client work yeah. and then it's like, I don't have time for my own stuff. I'm doing all these client projects, but, 
what we found really helps us is for the last two years, we've been, I think two, maybe it's longer than that, maybe four years, we've scheduled every one day a week, every Thursday as our content day. We call it our content day, but it's basically our invest time in on our business day to ensure that we're, we're constantly doing that so that if a new client project comes in, we know, no, we can't do it on a Thursday because we know we're, we need to invest that time in working on our business so that that keeps feeding the new business into the top of the funnel to then be serviced by the agency in the back end. So good. Uh, Dan, I'm just going to wrap this up in just a minute, but there's one more question that I want to see, see where you go with this. Um, Mm. A lot of what you've talked about here is, it's, I guess, very campaign-based kind of stuff. You know, it's like come up with a concept, create a campaign. It's all very well thought out and well executed, returns on res- on that investment for clients and awesome, everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's the way that this sort of thing needs to work, like campaign-based or does it or should it be more culturally embraced across the entire organisation? Like, you know, should you be a fun, humorous organisation in all of your marketing or can it just be campaign based or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it needs to be a variety. I think it, it needs to be in line with your brand first of all. So, you know, if you, if you do push yourself out there a bit and create something a bit entertaining, you shouldn't be then in every other piece of content, be trying to be that entertaining because it needs, you need to be, I hate to use the word, but authentic. You need to be yourself and, and come across like that. I think it at the moment, this type of, uh, this type of content is very much campaign based, but in the long run, I think it should be more of a long-term approach. So, so for example, we've uh, over the last six years, Lloyd and I have really learned to, to be ourselves and not try and be something we're not. So when we first started, uh, you know, Lloyd says something funny on our podcast, Lloyd always talks about his, when he started in the business, he used to dress really smart. And um, he says there's like an axis uh, on a graph of the smarter he dressed, the less he knew about about marketing. So as he started to get more experience, he started to dull down his smart dress code. And now he's very casual and he knows a lot. Um, But yeah, I think like in our podcast, we we're ourselves and we we want to be, uh, you know, fun and and laugh and have fun. Um, we're, we're a dulled down version of like a sketch video because that's that's based around being fun and entertaining. But yeah, I think you should be consistent with your brand, you know. Um, and that, like I say before, this isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you're not a fun and entertaining brand, don't listen to this and think, I must listen to Dan and suddenly create funny sketches. No, think of, you know, take everything I've said with a pinch of salt. There's lots of approaches to achieve what you want to achieve. This is one of them that we found works incredibly well. Um, but you need to decide for yourself, which, and not, not all of our content, just one more point, Ben is fun and entertaining. There is some more serious practical content because things like case studies, um, we want to communicate a bit more of a serious note. We're not suddenly completely different people, but we're not there trying to make people laugh. We're just ourselves talking through a case study. So, yeah, that wasn't a very solid answer for you, but there's just lots of different approaches. <laughs> it's a good answer. And this is an example right here. You're not putting on a funny voice or wearing a silly wig today for this podcast. <laughs> oh, I wish I was. So there you go. <laughs> uh, look, I, I do encourage people listening uh, to this podcast episode today to go and check out what Knowlton have been doing um, on Facebook, LinkedIn, various other channels. Um, so 
check it out for yourself. And I think you'll, with, with a critical hat on after listening to this podcast today, you'll see what these guys are doing and they're very good at it. So I encourage you to go and check them out um, and let them know when you watch that you listen to this podcast. Dan, mm. where is the best place for people to connect with you and learn more or maybe employ you guys to implement a campaign <laughs> for them? So our website, noltonmarketing.co.uk, it's my surname then marketing.co.uk, but probably where I'm most active is LinkedIn. If you just search my name, Dan Knowlton on LinkedIn, you'll see examples of everything we've spoken about today. But on our, also on our website, there's case study examples of the client work we've done where we've implemented this and the results we've got. So they're probably the two best places, Ben. Fantastic. Dan, thanks for joining me. We'll have to get you back in another 150 episodes or so. Maybe sooner. (laughs) Hopefully before then. (laughs) Maybe sooner. All right, take care, mate. Cheers. See ya. All right, guys, I hope you found that episode useful and hopefully inspiring as well. Let me know what you thought. Reach out to me anytime, podcast at engagevideomarketing.com or hit me up on Instagram in my direct messages at engage underscore Ben. And I do encourage you to reach out and connect with Dan and everything that they're doing over at Knowlton. If you want to find an easy way to get there and connect with all that stuff, head on over to the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 160, episode 160. Okay. And don't forget, if you want to jump in on the YouTube Marketing Summit brought to you by Social Media Examiner and hear from myself as well as 11 other video marketing pros to help you up your YouTube marketing game for your business in 2020 and beyond, then don't forget to head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS to secure your ticket at the best rate right now. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. I'm your host, Ben Amos, and my role is to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective and potentially funny video marketing. Bye for now.